0: the pride of limerick the young man named sean sheehan the mma media don graham the severe mma people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else i see them coming up and they're getting their shot and i'm proud that people are coming up with me welcome welcome everybody it's episode 167 of the severe mma podcast my name is sean sheehan and with me this week is a change up from normal we don't have graham with me this week i have Jeremy Butter from Bleacher Report, CNN, and you, you, is the Houston Chronicle as well with me. Anyway, hello, Jeremy. How are you?
1: I'm great. It's a pleasure for you to have me back on the show. Got um, 167, did you say? Like, you guys yeah. actually made it to 167 episodes of people listening to you talk about stuff. Mm
0: hmm. And more people listen, more people listen like every week. I think it's basically because we got rid of, you know, we got rid of Andrew and we got rid of you. We got the dead weight out of the way. So just me and Graham Graham bringing in, you know, bringing the brilliance every week. And people seem to love that now. But unfortunately, I have to bring you in because Graham's away this week. So maybe the numbers will drop again.
1: Yeah, if by brilliant you mean like zero traffic, nobody listening, then yeah, that's why you call in the big boy. You call in in your buddy, uh, Jeremy Botter, to come in and save you and and boost those traffic numbers. I mean, dude, we all know that my episodes are the highest rated ones that you guys have ever had, ever.
0: Well, (laughs) ever. (laughs) I like your you're good, your good, chill son and front row blind gimmick there. I like it. I like even going Look, we, we 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 don't release, <laughs> we don't really, we're like the UFC, we don't release those numbers, but let's just say, let's just say things are good. Um, uh, honey, news with you, anyway? How are things getting, how are you getting on? you working on anything big coming out, anything you want people to read that you can pimp out before we, we start talking about MMA and stuff? Uh, well, I
1: mean, yeah, I'm, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on right now, but I don't really want to talk about them until. know they get closer i I think i'll have something uh ahead of ufc 226 published during the fight week um and then beyond that you'll just have to stay tuned
0: Mm, i like it cm punk thing that came out there last week was pretty good as well not a lot of people uh, read that and things but let's talk about cm punk first and we get everyone if you're listening to this i'm
1: sorry hey i'm sorry did you say not a lot of people read that
0: i probably should have said that yeah i
1: think that's what you said and i was just gonna you know <laughs> <was done> a... <laughs> by saying that, like that one story not to give you exact traffic numbers but you know did mm-hmm. pretty close to 1.5 million people reading it so uh i mean essentially what happened is, is i eclipsed severe mma for the entire month with one story
0: the entire fucking year on us, but that <laughs> that's, what why you bring,
1: you- that's why you bring me on board
0: that's exactly it what what did you think of see a book anyway obviously that piece came up before the fight and everyone like uh, we talked about it last week and and stuff and like uh, obviously that the whole cm punk thing was him trying to live out his kind of his bucket list moment and he's done that now and maybe it should be the end of it like we've talked about it before that we were kind of both okay with him doing it but now it's kind of over isn't
1: it yeah i mean look I, i i'm I don't believe in like this romantic notion of a dude living out his dreams. And, you know, he's just chasing his dreams. Like Mm -hmm. anybody can do that. Right. I mean, the guy, look, the guy's getting paid a ton of money. Uh, but at the end end of the day, this was not about money for him. This was about testing himself. And he did that. I mean, look, I mean, the guy put in the work, this wasn't a cash grab. A cash grab is where you get paid a lot of money. You don't train and you get your ass kicked like James, Tony, uh, CM Punk got paid a lot of money got his ass kicked, but he trained a lot. I mean, the guy was with Duke Rufus five days a week, six days a week, taking private lessons. I mean, every single person that I talked to for my story that had trained with him, I mean, unanimously spoke of just how he is the hardest worker in that gym. But the simple fact is he's not athletic and he's terrible at fighting and he's never going to be good at fighting. And and you can tell just by watching the way he moves. Um, To be honest, I'm not sure how he got along in pro wrestling so well over the years because he's one of the most uncoordinated people I've ever seen uh, in any kind of athletic event. Um, You know, I wanted the guy to succeed. I'm, I wanted him to have a good showing. Did he have a good showing? I mean, he lasted till the final bell, right? But man, he got his ass beat for the entire fight. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think the one thing that we're that I take away from this whole experiment is he is a tough, tough, very very steel minded individual who, when he decides he wants to do something, nobody can tell him no. You know, and I, I mean, I wish I wish I were more that way because I'm not.
0: Yeah, like the, thinking about his pro wrestling career, like he was never the most athletically gifted guy there. I think we all knew that coming in, but he was. Like, he was a natural at that, and you'd think, because he's natural at something, you know, obviously it's script and everything, but something which is, you know, which which takes athletic ability to do, or, you know, which is a physical activity that maybe you'd look a little bit better doing another physical activity, but it's it's like, you know, people down at the world cup is on you know we obviously have these dumb americans coming out saying if we had all our best athletes playing soccer we'd be the best in the world i'm like no lebron james would not be a good soccer player like let's be honest here he's just too big and too cumbersome and everything it's just it's different sort of athleticism to do different things like there's no doubt all these guys are great athletes but if they had to transition over like i think cm punk was good at you know a good athlete at Pro wrestling, but real fighting is a lot—you know—a lot different of a thing. It's not two people working together in in coordination. I just, yeah, you know, I remember. You know, I, I don't think it was ever going to work, was it?
1: Well, I mean, I gotta disagree with you when you say he's he's athletic for WWE. He he's not. I mean, he was one of the least athletic guys on that roster. It, it was his storytelling ability, and he kind of had like this unique sense of how to control a crowd, where to take a crowd. Uh, that those are the kind of things that were his strength. It was never his athleticism. Um, But I guess I didn't realize just how unathletic he really was until this fight. I mean, I I've, I have never seen a fighter move like
0: that. Sean, have you? I have because I've seen a lot of bad fights and I've seen a lot of amateur fights. But like I was talking about it with Graham last week, like I was down in carter a couple of months ago and there was like 20 amateur fights on a cart and like literally every one of those people would have absolutely destroyed him. Like, you know, I was...
1: Was it a Bellator card?
0: <laughs> yeah, Bellator main card, I think. But, oh, it was just... Yeah, he was, he was pretty... Like, what, what did you think about Mike Jackson as well? Though, the way Dana White came out afterwards and called him, like, a complete idiot and everything, and it's just the way he's Yeah, of-
1: I mean, look, Mike's a buddy of mine. I've known Mike for, for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met Mike when we were both covering a UFC event in Houston. The uh, first time I ever actually met him in person. And he's a good dude. Dana is an asshole. Uh, I mean, there's one dumbass in this situation and that's Dana white. I mean, Mike was not trying to showboat. He was looking towards his corner. And I mean, could he have gone for the finish a little bit harder? Yeah, of course. But he also didn't want to be the guy that lost a CM punk. Yeah. And especially now that we know what we know and having seen what we saw, I mean, wait, do you want to be the guy that lost to that guy?
0: Nobody does. No,
1: nobody does. um, but I I talked to Mike last night actually, and he has reached out to Dana White, and Dana White's ignoring him. And so, I uh I offered to give him Dana's private cell phone number, which which would really annoy Dana if he called him. But I think he's going to try to meet up with Dana next week. He's going to be in Las Vegas, try to smooth things over, explain what was going on. You know, maybe Dana will see reason, maybe not. Who knows? You never know with that guy.
0: Yeah, percent All right, let's move on to probably. Yeah, the biggest news of this week and, and the biggest person in MMA, and that's that's Conor McGregor. And I, w- I want to get your take on you know what's going to be next for him and all that. But first of all, what, what did you think of the the court guest this week? Obviously, it didn't last too long. It was adjourned until the twenty sixth of July, I believe. Obviously, you'd know more about the American judicial system and all that. Me, tell us what happened this week and tell us what you think is going to happen with him going forward in the from the court side of you. First of all,
1: yeah, I mean they're working towards a plea deal. Um, which is obviously the best case for Connor, uh, you know, and probably the best case for the, for, for the state too, uh, you know, because they don't have to put a famous athlete behind bars for any amount of time. And they, you know, they get a little publicity out of it. whatnot. not? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think what you're ultimately going to end up seeing is you're going to end up seeing him have some sort of community service serve kind of like the way John Jones did in Vegas, Yeah, uh, which I'm not sure he ever actually served. I think they actually granted him the option of serving his Las Vegas community service in New Mexico, which makes total sense. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Connor might end up doing community service somewhere in, in Dublin. Um which would be amazing to see like if he shows up on time or if he shows up at all, but that's a different story for a different day.
0: Yeah. Uh, but
1: yeah, I, I think that's what you're going to end up seeing, man. I think it, you know, I think it's going to end up being uh, much ado about nothing. The UFC is going to kind of pretend it never happened. And they're going to say that his punishment was that he was pulled from that may card in Brazil that he was allegedly booked for, which you and I both know is bullshit. Conor McGregor never going to fight in Brazil on short notice. Is that the most ridiculous thing you've heard in the last couple of months?
0: <laughs> it really is. It's, I like... it's up there. Like, uh, uh, McGregor, would, uh, like, uh, McGregor wants to come in and these short notice cards. I have a feeling like uh, if if they'll pay him the right amount of money, I think he, he'd do it. I, I don't think he'd care. But like, why would the UFC even think about it? Like, Why would they not put him in the big media markets? Why would they you know put him in Vegas, put him in New York? It makes,
1: I it mean, makes, you don't put, you don't put Con- a Conor McGregor fight anywhere, but Las Vegas anymore, because mm-hmm. you know, for Conor, the right amount of money is 10 times what any other UFC fighter has ever made for a fight. Right. And so to afford that, they have to have a big house. They have to have all the stuff that comes with a Las Vegas fight week. And you can't get that anywhere else. I mean, in Las Vegas, I mean, you know, they might do 30, $40 million, whatever for the gate. I mean, in New York, that's going to do what? Four? Five man, it's ridiculous. Like when I saw that, I was like, come on now. Like, do you really how dumb do you think we are?
0: Yeah, we're we're pretty dumb in fairness, but that's true. We are dumb, yeah. We are pretty dumb. Yeah, look, obviously the the McGregor's was in court last week and he's gonna be in court again with the with New York. But what about like the fighters like Michael Kiesa and a few more people are, are suing him as well? Is that gonna be all like put together with the New York case or are we gonna see McGregor in court multiple times?
1: I mean, I, I don't believe that civil cases get, ra- I mean, dude, I'm not a lawyer. So right now I'm essentially talking out my ass and telling yeah. you what I've seen like on in movies, but I, I don't believe that, uh, you can wrap civil cases with a state prosecution. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, I dude, to be frank, America is so fucking weird right now. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, that might've been a law at one time. Who knows right now? But, I, I, no, I don't think it gets wrapped up. I think any individual lawsuits uh, stay individual unless the judge decides to wrap them together, but they can't be wrapped with a state p- prosecution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, the weirdest thing about it, this is, well, not the weirdest thing, but I suppose there, there's kind of been radio silence from, you know, since the whole incident. And McGregor came out and gave, like, that 10-second... Uh, statements at the weekend say or uh, at the, during the court case saying that he was sorry for his actions and all of this like i know you said it if the ufc are kind of going to brush it under the carpet but like is is literally that's all that's gonna happen like he, he had allegedly attacked the boss with <laughs> abinur magamadov and rosam unison and threw a dolly at the bus like that at the time i think we were all like everyone was kind of enraged like well what is going on here but now it seems like even people you know even us talking about it, you know the fighters themselves it, it seems like something that is just gonna blow over and it's just gonna go back to normality.
1: Yeah, I mean, so for like, if you or I had, like, let's say we had thrown a dolly through a bus, you know, mm-hmm. trying to trying to get at Graham or Pety or whoever, I, I we would be treated under normal rules, like the way. 95, 96% of humanity is treated. Conor McGregor is not normal and and rich people, powerful people have different rules. Um, I I didn't really think that the UFC would be so brazen as to like just, first of all, ignore it. And then it's pretty clear that they're setting up this whole thing where they're going to pretend that his punishment was being pulled from a fight card that he was never fucking booked for in the first place. I mean, they've done that kind of shit before, but I, I don't think I've ever seen them do it at this magnitude, you know, mm-hmm. like it's pretty, it's pretty balls out crazy to go. Yeah. You know what we're doing? We know what we're doing and we don't give a fuck, you know? I yeah. mean, I, but that's what they're doing.
0: And the weird thing about it, like they've never had, Anyone at this magnitude before, you know, John Jones has done his stuff and all, but John Jones is not Conor McGregor. You know, Tito Ortiz and Rampage Jackson and stuff back in the day, you know, had done their stuff, but like none of them, you know, they're, they're yeah. never as big as Conor McGregor.
1: Plus, no, John, and John Jones wasn't a draw. Like for all mm-hmm. of his uh, amazing attributes as a fighter and his charisma, he was never really a draw.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he was a good draw, like compared to most people, but he was never a, you know,
1: I, no, I, I, but I'm when I yeah. dude, there's, there's, there's different levels. Like you've got your normal average 150,000 buys, mm-hmm. pe- you know, like mighty mouse Johnson and apparently CM Punk, uh, which is hilarious. That's, I know that's not actually true. They did yeah. that pay-per-view did more, but that's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, I, I, but then you, and then you have your mid tier guys like your, you know, 500, 600,000, which I think is kind of where Daniel Cormier has been, kind of falling in and mm. then John Jones is right at the upper end of that And he never broke into that upper tier where we like Brock Lesnar and Connor I mean fight fights like that I mean fighters like that like he never broke into that upper stratosphere and now obviously mm. Connor's in his own stratosphere um but I I John Jones was never a real big draw he just wasn't
0: yeah and like I, I think the fact as well does you know Endeavor <laughs> obviously have bought the UFC you know like what, what? <laughs> Why would they want to cut off their own nose to spite their face like why would you just why, why would you do anything do your biggest draw why would you suspend? like what are they gonna do suspend conor mcgregor for a year so he can't fight even if you you know even if he does fight even if he wants to fight like it well like why would you do that you know it's it's, it's just yeah. it's it's beyond you know the realms of, But the, the fact about it is i think everyone from the very start knew that i remember i was on uh 2fm the like two nights after the night it, it happened and uh they were asking me what's gonna happen and i basically said you know dana white's come out and said he'll he'll do all these things and that would you know I remember he said he's exactly what was would you want to be in the carl mcgregor business and like i I, and I was like yeah he does want to be in the McGregor business obviously this is gonna blow over and it's just gonna go all back to normal and i think you know but like those people know where their money is you know where their bread is buttered and where the money is coming from
1: yeah for sure i mean and what else I mean, what else do they have? Look, they do have this new big TV deal, so they are guaranteed a ton of money, Mm -hmm. no matter what fight cards they put on, which obviously is really exciting for for those of us who, well, I don't watch all the fight cards anymore, but I'm sorry, for those of you who still sit back and watch every single fight card every week, I mean, if you thought they didn't care about the product they were putting on TV now, Just wait until they start making as much as they're going to be making starting next year. Mm -hmm. They have no reason to put on good cards. Mm -hmm. Um, But still you need, if if you're going to be in the pay-per-view business on top of the TV business, you need Conor McGregor. You Mm -hmm. don't have anybody else. Daniel Cormier, even if he were to get up to that higher level, he's retiring. I mean, you have nothing. There's Colby Covington is an asshole who everybody hates, which is different than an asshole. People will pay to see. Nobody likes that guy. I mean, I I love love him. There's not a draw. There's not a single potential draw that I can spot on that whole roster. I mean, do you see any?
0: No, not really. And, like, I love the way people are always talking about people breaking through and becoming draws. Like, how often do you actually see that? Like, everyone who is a draw becomes a draw relatively quickly once they get to, like, the top end. You know, people are talking about Colby Covington and Cody Garbrandt or TJ Dillashaw or Mighty Mouse. Like... That's just not going to. Maybe Colby like, but probably not. But the no, other no. ones, no. That's 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 just not going to. No, it,
1: I mean, and the thing is, is like these people aren't even breaking through into that middle to upper tier.
0: Yeah, like nobody's the,
1: even close to that.
0: You know, that's the biggest problem. Like Chris P- Cyborg kind of has, but then her last one didn't do as well. And uh, like, I think a lot of things with Cyborg as well was like the the draw of maybe Rousey. Now the fact that that Rousey's gone, we we talk about Rousey again at, at the end of the podcast. But the, the fact that she's gone you know, the illusion of that fight ever happening is kind of gone and people have lost interest and they realize this isn't a real division. Like, there is... There really is no one there. Stipe has never kind of taken off, even though he's a you know he's a gangster and all that. You know, even Cormier, the light heavyweight division is kind of falling apart. Is Jones going to be around for four years? I don't know. It's hard, tough. And I going to ask you about the TV deal again in a second. But what McGregor? You you've you've been a good man in the past at, at predicting what's going to be next for McGregor. Let's say uh, this this Corcas passes over. He's he's free to fight and free to to do what he wants again in in six weeks' time or whatever it is. What do you think is next for Con McGregor over the next year, maybe?
1: Well, Sean, I've been saying the same thing for what three years now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I don't think he fights in the UFC again. I think he finds mm-hmm. a way to promote his own fights uh, under his own fight banner. Uh, you know, perhaps maybe in maybe in Dublin, maybe somewhere else. I know you would love it if it was in Dublin.
0: Anywhere but Dublin.
1: Well, you love that city, um, but I I mean, dude, that's been I mean, he's been telling people around him that for years that that is his ultimate goal and every other thing that he set out to do, he has done. I don't know why he would deviate from that path now, unless, unless WME comes up and gives him a significant ownership. I'm not talking about one of these fun little ownership stakes that they give to the celebrities. Um, I, I, they have to pony up and give him a decent chunk of the company. And there was a time where I thought they would never, ever do that now. I mean, maybe because they're that desperate for a star.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's an interesting one because, like, how is he gonna, gonna get out of it? That's, I think, that's an interesting thing. I remember, you know, there was a lot of talk before the whole Mayweather thing, and you know, they're talking about the Ali Act, and John Nash did some great work in it and stuff. And I wonder, would that be an avenue of him getting out of it? That, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, do you do? You think yeah, I mean, that's a that, dude, that's
1: one, you know, I mean, he could, again, I'm not a lawyer because he, he's
0: obviously a boxer now, and that's why he's yeah, under he's the a, he,
1: exactly, he's a boxer, and so he could take a he could take a boxing fight and if the ufc tells him he can't do it then he would file for relief under the le act and Mm i mean the ufc does not want that because yeah connor's a huge star but that opens up a can of worms that they really don't want to deal with that will have long-term far-reaching consequences i mean just like this whole you know the leslie smith project spearhead thing. Like if she wins her suit against the UFC and they have to reclassify every single fighter they have, not just now, but even in the past as from independent contractor to employee, I mean, they might be liable for, let's just say it, it would be enough taxes to, to kill the company or come close to it. I mean, it would change the sport forever. And so if conor mcgregor is still here when that happens let's say they become employees i mean essentially all of those independent contractor contracts are
0: invalidated he'd be free Mm -hmm. to do what he wants
1: now again i'm not a lawyer what i just said might be bullshit feel free Mm -hmm. to correct
0: me i I won't i want to i'll get back to that project spearhead thing again but uh, because that, I, I'm interested in that as well to see how you know true it actually is the Like for me, McGregor, he's in a very and he's every time we talk he's kind of in a very interesting situation. But I think now so more than ever because I think he's kind of in a holding pattern for a while. But when this holding pattern ends, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild to see what he does. Like you know, there still talks about this Zufa boxing and could he take another boxing match? You know, could. Pacquiao, could he find fight, fight Mayweather again? You know, that did so well the first time. I don't know, could they sell it to us again? Like, is, is it going to be a stake in the company? Is it going to be GSP with a huge payoff from the UFC? Will they take a chance on doing that to see can he bring over the, the Mayweather numbers win him? You know, could it be Nate DS3? Like, he's, he's a guy who all of us has options and, you know, I, I think yeah, at least...
1: You know what, like, maybe it's just me, but it has been so long... Since he's, since he's fought, that mm-hmm. I I'm getting to the point where I just don't give a shit anymore, you know.
0: Yeah. I, just I,
1: I mean, I, yeah. I love watching the guy fight, dude. He's one of my, fi- you know, he's one of my favorite fighters to watch. uh but it's just been so long, and there's just been so much speculation month after month after month, and I I just, but but I mean, that's kind of my attitude on MMA as a whole. Like it's just an yeah. endless wave of stuff, and that I I'm just I'm not saying I'm over Connor McGregor. I just I don't care about when he's fighting again as much as I used to.
0: Yeah. I remember I was on submission radio there a few weeks ago and we were talking about McGregor and I said at the time, one thing he used always said was I talk, I talk, I talk, and I back it up. Like for the last year, all he's been doing is talking and no backing up. Like, and I think the sad thing about that is it's not the fact that he's not backing up. It's the fact that, we all know he can back it up and we know how great he is. And it's just like a shame to not see him do it. I think from for me anyway. I know a lot of people would might, might disagree with that, might, might, you know, whatever, you know. But for me, like I I am someone who loves analyzing fights, loves watching fighters. Like this could have been the guy who was one of the greatest fighters, you know, we've ever seen. You know, beat like, you know, he beat some great fighters, dismantled Eddie Alvarez, made him look like he was nothing, you know. Knocked out Jose Aldo, one of the greatest fighters we've ever seen in 13 seconds. And I kind of think, like in the prime of his life, coming up. What is he? 29 now, and he he hasn't fought MMA in what two and a half years or something like that. I think that's the. <laughs> the I think that's the, from a selfish point of view, and maybe that you know I think that's the way a lot of fans should think about it. Like from from your point of view, you haven't seen him fight like that. I think that's the way I've been disappointed. You know, there's a lot of, we can talk about holding yeah, out for and, money and everything, but you know, well, you know,
1: truthfully, Sean, I like if Connor decided to never fight again because he wanted to protect his health. And mm-hmm. have, <laughs> he wanted to have full, a fully functioning brain, uh, you know, for the rest of his life, I would be fine with that. Like, yeah. that'd be great. Go ahead. You dude, like he's given us more than enough entertainment. He doesn't mm-hmm. owe us anything. Um, but I do get what you're saying. And that like, it kind of feels like we just scratched the surface with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Before they decided to put him up against, you know, a much larger Nate Diaz. Yeah. I,
0: yeah
1: we had just scratched the surface and and we may never, we may never actually get to see what he like his full potential because he may get out before that potential ever gets realized. And, and, you know, I mean, dude, he's very cautious about his health. He, he is very aware of concussions and brain trauma and all the studies that go on with it. And he does not want to, he does not want to end up one of those cases where guys end up fighting too long. And so if that's the decision he makes, you know, that's, I'm fine with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Like, and uh, I, I agree with that with anyone. But, uh, like, the sick, the sickening thing about this is that's not kind of the the, the decision he's taking. He's literally come on and and said, "I I will fight again." Now, and it's just the fact that he's not fighting again, and you know, has been stopped. Yeah, but fighting. Sean,
1: you, dude, you can't take anything that he tweets or whatever it takes, but, I mean, he's he said he's retired. He said he said all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, don't take true. any of that seriously, right?
0: That is. Haven't true, you that learned true. that by now? Uh, I no, I don't learn. I'm just. I'm, But uh, yeah, uh, last thing on that, like, he's, Conor McGregor has had one fight in the UFC at his optimal weight. (laughs) Like that, that, and look at everything he's done. One fight against Eddie Alvarez. That's it. At 155, that's his best weight. One fight. That, like, that to me is insane. And that would be a, that would be a tragedy if it ended on that. But anyway, let's move on. Yeah? It really would, but you mm-hmm. know,
1: I mean, I, I get if he does get out, I get it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. Like I wanna see I wanna see what the dude is actually capable of. Mm-hmm. But what if we've already seen it, you know?
0: Mm, yeah, we have already seen it, but I think yeah, and like the problem is as well if he comes back now after not having fought in so long, like will he be the same? Can he be the same? You know, there's gonna be yeah. a bit of ring rust coming in there, you know, and
1: yeah, I mean back then, dude, he didn't have however many yachts he has now and all this yeah. stuff that's going on. I mean
0: the one eight eight.
1: Yeah, dude, I do, I, do you follow Tony on Instagram?
0: I do. Yeah, he got hacked the there best. last week. Got to follow him again. So I, I happily did it. Yeah, he's a great man. Yeah,
1: he's the best. Follow on Instagram, the dude. I guess he's a. I guess he's a, a sailor now and is just going around the entire world wearing ridiculous clothes and doing awesome things. I love that man.
0: Legend, legend. All right, let's talk about the. And you brought it up a second ago, the TV deal. Uh, like myself and Graham have talked, tried to shy on about the TV deal before, but we don't really know. Obviously, as we're not Americans, like, oh, how big. How big of a a deal is this TV deal? Like how how big of a game changer? And I know you you're a big fan of WWE as well. And the WWE signed a TV deal, which was actually bigger, I think, than the than the UFC one. Like how how much of a changing lands, a landscape is it at the moment in in American TV with, with live sports?
1: I mean, this is obviously, dude. Live sports here are just, and not just here. I mean, in you know in the UK, um, I you know the new, the Premier League deals are. I think either, I don't know if they've been announced yet or or they're done yet, but I mean, they're, you know, they're going to be absolute record levels. And that's what, that's the case for all live sports. Mm -hmm. Um, The UFC, when, when Zufa sold the UFC to WME, the reason that they got $4 billion, you know, for that, for, for the company, the reason it was worth that much was because of the potential of this TV deal. They were valuing it at a certain rate, which led them to a $4 billion total for the company. They didn't get that amount. They didn't get that, you know, they didn't get what they were wanting. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'd been told a long time ago that they were looking for, you know, 500 million, 450, 500 million a year. Um, they ended up getting, I believe, what, 300 something. So they got 1.5 billion over the course of five years. It's less than what they wanted. I think they were shooting for 2.5 billion. Um, but dude, that's still an enormous amount of money. And the way it changes things is we're, and we were talking about this earlier, they have no reason to put on fights and worry about, you know, to worry about ratings. Like if people tune in to ESPN or ESPN plus or ESPN Ocho or whatever next year to watch a fight, or if they don't, the UFC still getting the same roughly $10 million per card, Mm -hmm. every card, it doesn't matter what is on that. And so I think that's going to be a big shift for them. I think what you're seeing now is the UFC fully moving into not just, not really a fight organization and not really even a sport organization, but more of a content creation studio, which is exactly what WWE has done. I mean, WWE's product lately has been awful. Like it's been unwatchable almost right mm-hmm. with the exception of nxt but starting next year they have an even bigger tv uh, tv deal than than the ufc does and so vince McMahon has even less reason to put on a good show because he's getting paid regardless so i think this is it's the start of a shift a big shift maybe in the way that we watch mma or at least in the way that we watch the ufc long term i mean Pay-per-view is still kind of a thriving business occasionally, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been a while, but for the most part, you know, they're, they're turning out these 150, 175,000 by pay-per-views, but occasionally you'll get a big spike. And I think over the next few years, I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see less pay-per-views on the calendar. I think you're going to see them go from like 12 to 10 to eight. And I think you're going to see those pay-per-views used for only the big fights and everything else is going to be on TV.
0: Yeah. It feels like the the world is pivoting away from quality to content and just as much content as you can possibly put out. Like it's there, there just isn't enough quality to keep up with that content. It's, it's not even close. And I know, uh, you know, we're not going to touch on it very much, but there's a car coming up this weekend and, in uh where is it in singapore i think with donald Cerrone and uh he's fighting leon edwards and like
1: yeah you know it's i, I, I legitimately did not know about that until yeah. a couple of days ago yeah, and so it's, it, you know it's, I, was it's, it's, a, I was talking to a friend who used to work for the yeah. ufc and, and they mentioned it and i was like wait really there's a okay cool there's a fight yeah. car
0: like, and like the main card is Donald Cerrone, Leon Edwards, OSP, Tyson Pedro, Jessica Rose Clark, Jessica Ai, and Li Zhang Liang against that shy AB who I've never heard of who doesn't have a yeah. uh, Wikipedia page. Like, okay, Cerrone is a, is a big name or whatever, but uh, outside of that, there's just nothing else on the whole card. And like, this is the sort of card that. They have to put on because they can't put on anything anything better. Like if they're putting on, you know, if they're putting Habib on this card, or if they're putting even the likes of Edson Barboza, or you know, mid-level heavyweights or whatever you want, it, there just isn't enough of those people to go around, and it's just it's just filler and filler and filler. And as you said, there, we're going to have to change the way we're, we're watching. We have like like you you know you okay you were never a guy who watched well you back in the day I'm sure you were but I for did. the last few years
1: I paid my dues, Sean. Yeah. I paid my dues.
0: No, but like. <sighs> I was a guy like for me. I even for the last like ten years, like all I've done is like watch all the cards and talk about all the fights and stuff. Like I, that's just I can't do that anymore. It's it's just not possible. Like you know, it's it's not it's not possible to watch this yeah. much stuff and this much filler of guys that you know will fight like three times in the UFC and then they'll be replaced by another you know just a guy who's the same guy basically. Right. He's, oh, well, and there. I don't I
1: yeah. don't think we're really expected. I think that's another thing that's changed. Is I don't think we're expected to watch everything yeah no more. i mean like they're crazy if they think fans should be you know sh- fans should be watching all these prelims and all this stuff that's on fight pass and all yeah i mean dana white's vanity show uh, like it cannot be done and they're crazy if they think it can and and i think you know if we're not expected to watch everything that's fine that's great i won't watch everything i'll pick and choose the stuff that i want to see the stuff that matters but then there usually comes a moment when you know, a fight card comes up and there's this dude that we've never heard of. Well, it turns out he's won five fights in a row on fight pass or Fox or whatever, and has been built up and we didn't see it. So like, Mm -hmm. as a fan, you feel like you, you kind of feel like you have to stay tuned to everything or else you'll miss, you might miss the rise of like the next big star.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? that, it's that's dangerous as well because that's that's how MMA fans became insane hardcore MMA fans because it was it was relatively easy to keep in tune with everyone who came up and even like you know people would be on the UG and I know you know Crookland a great show and she had, like the people would be in like the live chat and differently that, like that's how lots of people like you and me and other people became like big fans of this sport more in tune that's why we love this sport but that I think that's changing now maybe the new fans as well coming in will change it, will change with it but
1: I don't even know if there are new fans coming in, Sean. To yeah. be honest, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like there are. Uh, mm-hmm. But who knows, man? Maybe somebody will catch fire. Maybe you know, maybe there'll be somebody like Rhonda who will come in and catch fire and actually have you know kind of a long tenure in the sport. Maybe yeah. it'll be Greg Hardy. Maybe he'll resonate with all the other assholes out there who have you know beaten their spouses.
0: Let's talk. Let's talk about Greg Hardy, so a yeah, transition. You tell us. I know. I know like absolutely nothing about Greg Hardy I saw Patrick Weiman tweeting the other day that Greg Hardy is someone who's just made mistake after mistake after mistake like and that was kind of the first time I'd even heard that I know obviously the the domestic uh, abuse case with his wife where he was convicted and then he went to appeal and then she didn't show up for the the appeal so it was it was thrown out because of that but like how what other stuff is he doing like t- tell us tell us about Greg Hardy obviously there's a lot of Irish listeners here who wouldn't know much about NFL or about Greg Hardy
1: well, I mean, the domestic violence thing is obviously the big thing that everybody talks about with Greg mm-hmm. Hardy. And, it, you know, I mean, look, dude, domestic violence is disgusting and should yeah. not be tolerated. And Dana White has said repeatedly over the years that there's no place for that kind of thing in his organization. I mean, I, you know, f- four years ago, I believe it was, I, I reported a story about a guy named Will Chope the night before he was supposed to fight. I, I had been tipped off that he had – uh some domestic issues in his, you know in his past. And I looked into it and got it confirmed with his people, you know, people who were with him in the army, it was on his army record and he hit it from the UFC. And so I, I, you know, I, I reached out for comment and probably 45 minutes later, they wrote back, they'd cut him. They fired him that quickly. And you know why? Cause his name was Will Chope, not Greg Hardy. And he hadn't played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, there again, this goes back to the thing with Connor. There are different rules for different people. Greg Hardy can make Dana white money. So Greg Hardy gets a pass or Dana white will sit there and, t- you know, lie to your face and tell you that he was never charges were never filed or anything. He was convicted and sentenced. Like, like, this guy, okay, I'm going to lose my mind if we keep going on this. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, the biggest issue beyond the domestic violence is just the fact that the he has never owned up to it. Yeah. He ignores it, pretends it didn't happen, doesn't want to talk about it. He's moved on. And, and meanwhile, Dana White's sitting here telling us he's a good guy. People around him, you know, ask his teammates. They'll tell you he's changed. He's a good guy. His teammates weren't fucking there when he beat the shit out of his ex-girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Point blank. Like you have no idea if he's changed. You have no idea stop lying stop bullshitting
0: yeah and i think the big issue as is well, like is that you know dana white even dana white knows this is an issue and the ufc know it's an issue and that's why he wasn't just given a contract straight away they're like you know i think they're trying to do more to act like he's rehabilitated and like uh, from obviously you said and everyone i've seen talking about it has basically said that you know, he's never shown any remorse or never done anything no. to, to Dude, you know he's a
1: piece of shit, and he got busted for cocaine possession less than two years ago you're gonna tell me this guy is turning his life around get the fuck out of here dude you got me all worked up now sean you know how to nice. press the buttons
0: <laughs> right let's i'll pivot because we don't have much time because the google hangouts is a bastard and we we have to be cut off because we uh, we keep uh, it keeps falling out but here let, let me transition to to another guy who's has he been done for game possession. No, he's failed the test for cocaine john jones anyway even though he shouldn't have failed that test for cocaine because it, it shouldn't have been uh, given to him what, what's the crack with john what is going on with john jones what, like what are you sad at doing what are they waiting for what's Malky kawa doing what are these managers What what's happening with john jones i
1: man i don't know man i haven't talked to Malky kawa or abe cowan in, in a long time after I, I wrote a column you know honest expressing my honest opinion about john and how needed to finally get his shit together um mm-hmm. i you know i kind of stopped getting calls after that so which is fine whatever um I, so i really don't know what's going on with him um this is the longest appeal it has to be the longest appeal be, ever yeah. ever you know and, and one, one of my buddies used to work for usada and he's not anymore which kind of sucks for me um but yeah I, I i could try to find out what's going on but i mean truthfully i think that it it seems like the jones camp is maybe stringing things along as far out as they possibly can in order to maybe find a supplement or something that matches their use. I, I don't, I don't know. think that's even I possible anymore
0: it. Yeah, because I, it was California. I was, remember that California case that, that seems like it happened like three or four months ago at this stage, it was ages when, ago. And the, yeah, and the, yeah,
1: when did John, when did all that happen? Was that last summer? It feels like 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was ages ago, but like then they came out. And, remember, uh, before that, they were all like, Oh, this is going to be like the start of John Jones getting off, and we're all thought, Okay, they're going to have found the supplement and everything. But that was kind of their cutoff point to find a supplement or find something, and they just didn't. And that's the fact that uh, I think it was it was, and it's Andy Foster, you know, he was kind of at, the, at that time saying that he didn't think Jones had taken anything. He, t- he thought there was something, which e- everyone after that was like, This case is like cut and dry that they're going to give him four years. But maybe because you know people think he didn't actually take things there they're not sure it doesn't look cut and dry that they might give him a little bit less of a ban or something but like i think everyone is kind of in in agreement that this guy is just gonna get he's gonna get done and like i was thinking about that as well that maybe you know let's say they give him let's say two years, three years let's say three years like it's it's probably like a year and a half already. Is it since this happened? So if they do give him, let's say, a three-year ban, he's going to be back in a year and a half anyway. So they can say, okay, you know, I'm 80 months out. John Jones can come out and say, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be the best I ever am. I'm still going to be what, like, 32 years of age or whatever. Like to me, uh, that's. I think that's what they're kind of doing. They're just, they're just, as you said, just stringing it along until until it doesn't look as bad.
1: Yeah, I mean that's he. So first of all, what in John Jones history has given anybody the notion that they can decide whether he may have done something or not? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, he, he really doesn't have the best track record when it comes to that. And I think you, you know, you might have a point, they might just be stringing this shit out in the hopes of getting, let's say like a reduced two year suspension or a one year suspension or whatever. Uh, which honestly, I can't see happening. I mean, I think he's going to get the full four years, but maybe they're hoping for the best. Um, yeah, I mean, you might be right, but like, John is another guy in that Conor McGregor camp where it's like, it's been so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something needs to happen with these guys, right?
0: Yeah, it, it really does. I like the John the Jones thing. I like, there's what even us talking about it now, there's nothing really to discuss. Like, we can't discuss a fight for John Jones, we can't discuss, um, you know, we can't discuss the USADA thing because we don't know what's happening. It's just in a weird situation. And it's like McGregor again, but worse than McGregor because, like, he's this is another great talent. You're like, an, an, like literally, the greatest fighter to ever live in the history of the arc. Like, you know, and it, right. there's no man that's ever lived that could beat John Jones in a fight. And we can't see him fighting because he's, he's, he yeah, I mean, well, the,
1: you know, the really the thing that we could talk about, but we won't, is just how he absolutely owned Colby Covington on Twitter. Yeah. the last couple
0: weeks that great was man. that was beautiful great man great man uh but yeah let's let's not talk about that. let's move on because we haven't much time we've like 15 minutes left here and we'll get your questions uh after this topic Brock Lesnar I know a man that you absolutely love and adore in
1: my favorite topic
0: yeah in in <laughs> in WWE and in the UFC what's going to happen next the next year for Brock Lesnar what's it going to look like
1: I, I think he is going to lose his championship, his WWE championship at SummerSlam mm-hmm. in August to Roman Reigns. Um, oh, God. Even though, like, it just boggles my mind that Vince McMahon still thinks that's a great idea. Yeah. I, the, the, he, I think Vince has finally gone crazy because um, he still somehow thinks this is a great idea and everybody's going to, you know, after all this time, turn around and cheer for Roman Reigns. But I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, at that point, I think he is headed back to the UFC and there's been an interesting little wrinkle I don't know if you saw uh, regarding him and Usada over the past week. Um we just found out that Usada can have people in their testing pool under fake names like contender number 1 and contender number 2. Yeah. Now, they did use this uh, you know for Dana White contender series stuff, but they can and I have reached out to them and confirmed it. they can use that in special situations uh when it's agreed upon by Usada and the UFC. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: he might be in the testing pool right now, like under the name Frank Mir or some shit. And we don't
0: know. Yeah, that, that is interesting. And I kind of hope he is. Cause I want to, like, I want to see Brock Lesnar back. Like, what, like, what do you think? Do you think he is coming back to the UFC? Obviously yes. when he, when he drops, uh, who do you think he's going to fight? Well, you know what? I, if, if this whole John Jones thing gets
1: resolved, Quickly, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see Brock Lesnar come back to the UFC as fast as he can to make money from that fight. Yeah. Uh, I, that is obvious. That's the fight. Both guys want it. Both camps want it. It's just a matter of you know if John can get out of the clink and if Brock can uh, pass the steroid test. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I hope that happens. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be if if DC beats Steep coming up here soon. I, I have a feeling it's going to be uh, Brock Lesnar against uh, against DC, but.
1: Who do you think wins? Who do you think wins that fight? I mean DC and Stepe.
0: god, I'm not I'm not 100% sure now. I need to watch more stuff but uh I don't know. I think I think DC will probably win it. I just think he'd be able to push Stepe up against defense. Uh, and like people are talking about DC as if he's like a light heavyweight, and I'm like, what? what right. you, uh, like he's only a like light heavyweight because a can heavy.
1: Like he's never thrown heavyweights around the cage. Yeah,
0: absolutely dismantle Josh Barnett. You know, made, made him it was right. like Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey last night, just throwing him around. But I like, it's just, yeah, I think I think that's weird. But you know.
1: I, I don't think DC and Brock Lesnar would fight, though. They're they're pretty close. Then, Maybe they but,
0: would maybe yeah maybe maybe um all right let's get to a few questions we get to patreon ones first uh patreon.com forward slash severe and my podcast sign up i know you're a you're a patreon subscriber aren't you uh jeremy it's great isn't it
1: yeah i mean actually i was until last month and my wife and i got a new bank and then i forgot to put in my new card and so yeah
0: fucking wanker you i never liked you i never liked you Okay. okay i need
1: to fix that for you
0: Brian Harrington, will Jeremy be a permanent co host now since Graham is insta famous? Well, Jeremy, depends permanent co host.
1: I mean, it depends on the deal. We can talk, we can talk numbers. Uh, <laughs> we can do that later. You know, if, if the money's right, like, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah.
0: So, no, there's no answer to that. Johnny I'm Bourne.
1: The, uh, look, Sean, I'm ready yeah. to be the co host. Ready mm. to, Just, you know, the numbers got to be right.
0: Johnny Bourne, who are you sporting in the World Cup, Jeremy?
1: Well, I have several teams. Um, England, because an online poll told me that that's who I should support, and also because of Jordan Pickford. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I kind of just fell in love with watching Iceland yesterday. Like, I mean, and I, you know, I like them because they have Gilfie Sigurdsson, uh, literally the only player on that, that team who I recognize. I mean, they have no players who I have ever heard of except for our guy from Everton. Um, but I just, man, I like the way they played, like, they played. With a lot of fire, even though they were very defensive oriented, and I, 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 don't know. For some reason, I dug it. I like it. They were kind of like the, uh, kind of like the George Saint Pierre of of soccer. I would say yeah. it wasn't the most exciting thing in the world, but you had to respect the effort, right? Mm-hmm. So th- I, I think those are kind of my two teams at this point. Um, I'll tell you who it's not is Mexico.
0: Well, yeah, why do you have Mexico? Are you are you uh, a MAGA guy now? Or are you full on Donald no, Trump? No, no, Trump? no.
1: So. <laughs> The American Outlaws, which is like the main supporter group of the U.S. national team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has a long history with the Mexican national team and their supporters, uh, going back to the time when the you know our team went down there and played in Azteca Stadium, and we got batteries thrown at us. The supporters got batteries thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no love lost there. I, I you know I I don't care who wins the World Cup, Sean, as long as it's not Mexico. Put it that way, or Benjamin. your team. Who are you supporting? Belgium. As long as it's not Belgium either.
0: My boy Lukaku. Uh Andy Stevenson asked about uh you sad and Lesnar. We we just discussed that, so we'll we'll move on because we love him. And he's a Come few on, more questions team there are
1: attention.
0: Yeah, I'll answer all the other questions that he has as well over on uh, over on Patreon because we're stuck for time. Sean Dinny, are promoters taking huge risks by standing uh by handing MVP badly matched fights? Are we destined for another cyborg moment? Yeah, what do you think about MVP? Is just weird. He fought a, a one and five boxing match the other day. Like, why are Bellator not giving MVP a hard fight or moving him forward?
1: Dude, it's, that's the Scott Coker way, man. Like, just yeah. build and build and build until the audience can't stand it anymore. I mean, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't give a shit about MVP. You know, mm-hmm. put him in there with Paul Daly and then we'll talk. Until then, mm-hmm. I don't care.
0: Yeah. Uh, Burger Nicholson, who I believe might be Icelandic, actually, because he asked it about Iceland. How about Gilfie, uh Sigurdsson outperforming Messi? He asked, Jeremy, do you think if Iceland make it through the group stage, could a big team come in for him after the World Cup?
1: Fuck you. That's what. <laughs> Dude, so, I mean, we were. Um see now i forget the guy's name but the left winger from mexico like i you know i was willing to make an exception because everton were interested in pursuing Mm -hmm. uh this guy and then he goes out and has the game of his life in their win yesterday and so now i'm pretty sure real madrid or some fucking asshole club like man united is going to come along and, and buy him just because of his you know his performance in one world cup match
0: Legends, they're right right. Uh, Daniel Bradley, which of these fighters on back-to-back losses is most likely to get uh, cut if they lose their next fight? Mike Perry, Thomas Almeida, Brandon Moreno, Marna Moroz, or Stevie Ray? Say uh, okay, one more time. Mike Perry, Thomas Almeida, Brandon Moreno, Marley Marnera Moroz, or Stevie Ray? I'm gonna uh, go. With. Thomas
1: Almeida.
0: Really? I think he's exciting. They keep him around. I reckon uh, Marnera Uh What does Jeremy think of Silva as Everton manager?
1: i'm undecided yet i I think he pulled some shady shit at watford now granted that was because we were interested in him um i'm not sure how i feel about that but i also know i liked watching watford play when he was managing them Mm -hmm. so hopefully they can trim some of the dead weight uh and god it's gonna be a weird summer for everton hopefully they can trim some of our dead weight and get a squad that actually plays well together
0: Mm -hmm. i mean Uh, he's he's no
1: big sam you know, let's keep
0: no. that No. Ah, legend, no fucking, Big Sam. He's no big gravy Sam. Legend. He did good. Zach Redmond asked about the coverage of the soccer in Ireland. Uh it's it's pretty bad to be honest, but thankfully we can get ITV and BBC, so that's that's okay. But yeah, it's it's really there's a big controversy here, Jeremy. and I know what you think about it. Like and this is a very uh this is a very touchy subject so i don't know what i should say perfect. but they're, they're bringing women onto soccer punditry panels now so like almost every game well not every game but a lot of a lot almost every game in, on rt and the irish channels has a female pundit and on uh on bbc and ITV, I believe as well ha, have a female pundit and obviously like it's a weird situation because obviously you want to have you know female input into it but you know the level the level of football the fee you know females are playing at apart from you know maybe in in america and, and very few people like it's not it's not anywhere close to the level of you know of the obviously the male game and that's just an unfortunate truth like and maybe uh, i don't know what do you think about like it, it's yeah, i mean yeah yeah dude
1: there, there's no question that there's you know worlds of difference between or at mm-hmm. least you know from an athletic perspective between men's football and, and and women's football but that you don't need pundit you know talking yeah. about talking about stuff is not that does not require athletic trait like, i'd be fucked if they was we would be we would not be <laughs> doing this fucking podcast you know, yeah. like, they would have two guys that look like Ben Folks on here who actually mm-hmm. have muscle. you know, one or two media members with muscles. Yeah, uh, yeah All you need is a brain, and, and there are some brilliant minds in female soccer. And so yeah. it's, it's, I think it's good to see.
0: For me, I think most male pundits are absolutely terrible as well. Like, the, the thing about it, yeah. like, I, I think they should have, like, the soccer equivalent of me and Luke Thomas and, you know, people who know, not you, people who know about MMA, um, you know, doing the, the punditry rather than, you know, a fucking...
1: Maybe the soccer equivalent of you, but not
0: not Luke. Why not uh, Luke? Why, what have you got against Luke? What do Luke no, I'm saying
1: him? you. You're not as smart as him. Um, oh, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Dude, I don't want to hear any complaints because I have to listen to Alexi Lalas for four hours a day.
0: Mm. So. Yeah, I, I just... What, what's the... Oh, Americans annoy me so much. I Like, f- here it's not so bad when the world cup comes on because basically everyone kind of supports soccer aren't you? and if you don't like soccer you're just not probably going to watch the world cup or go for a few binds you want to hear people banging on about it but on twitter obviously i follow a lot of americans with mma and stuff and i hear like you and and uh and you know luke thomas and uh, phil murphy from espn and stuff who, who watch soccer all the time who tweet about it all the time and stuff but then you've other people like coming on <laughs> like the first time you watch soccer in four years and you're acting like you're a fucking and i know i do with the olympics and stuff as well but how a nine is it for you as someone who like supports Soccer all year round to to have that every four years.
1: It's it's actually not annoying because for me it's like whatever grows the sport here in America Mm -hmm. um, is fine with me. I don't care what it takes. Uh, You know it sucks that everybody is a homer. And just because the U.S. didn't make it, they're not watching the best sporting event in the world. I mean, I am getting up before 5 o'clock a.m. every day to watch every single soccer match. And, and that's either sad or maybe a sign that I need to do something with my life. Yeah. Uh, but, I, dude, I love it. I can't get enough. And I think if people actually just watched a few matches, you know, between some good, exciting. I mean, dude, if you watch that Mexico-Germany match, that was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think if people watch that, they would become fans instantly, but yeah, you
0: know, who knows? That is true. Uh, and the last question here from Patreon, and I'll, I'll answer all of the Twitter ones over on uh, over on Patreon. I'm sorry we're stuck for time, so we'll have to get to them there. Uh, and we'll talk about Ronda Rossi in a second as well after this question, but uh, who do you think are, do you think Dana White's contender series become frustrating if Dana, from Connor, if Dana keeps uh, giving the contract to the guy who gets the finish, quickest finish? Uh, yeah, for, I know you probably don't watch the media, but I, like, I've been watching it yeah, I hate, yeah, I hear that like there was a guy last year who he went three rounds he looked good and he knocked the guy out with like a a, a hook kick like an inside yeah, hook no, kick yeah. and he, he didn't give him a contract.
1: yeah which and, and then the guy retired and, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and see and he did that also so he could have a spot for a domestic abuser on his roster. that is um, true. I, I think that's ridiculous. I, you know I mean look at the end of the day this is another another Dana White vanity project. He's mm-hmm. gonna do whatever he wants. That you know, nobody's telling him what to do. He doesn't have Lorenzo to to guide to be his guiding angel um anymore. He he's gonna do what he wants to do if he wants if he wants this guy over this guy. He's gonna pick him no matter what kind of precedent he's set in the past. So I think it sucks. I think anybody with that kind of potential for exciting fights they should be salivating over right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. All right, R- Ronda Rousey. What let's talk about it. if people who don't like WWE can just tune out now. What you think of Ronda Rousey last night money in the bank?
1: God, I was blown away, man. Like mm. I, I I was worried cuz it was it was her first singles match. She was going against Nia Jax, who's who's not a great wrestler. Uh, there's so many things could have gone wrong and dude, I was I was just blown away. Like she can sell. I was worried mm-hmm. about her selling. Like, you know, when she's taking when she's taking her opponent's offense like there's a it's hard to make that look good and it's even harder to make that look good and realistic like you believe that there might be it might be real while all the other stuff is not real ronda has that and there's not many people who have ever actually had that i mean kurt angles one Minoru suzuki um matt riddle is another who has that she looks believable in there Mm-hmm. Dude, I can that was her second match like for the WWE on a big show. I mean, she's done house shows, but that was her second match on She looks like she's been wrestling for two or three years. She's better than most of the women already.
0: Yeah. As yeah, long she-
1: as she doesn't talk
0: yeah yeah she's had a couple of good lines but yeah i think most of the time she she badly needs a manager just get, just get paul heyman with her like let's, I know, let's do it I,
1: dude i text paul that all the time i mm-hmm. i hope they do it i don't think he has a lot of interest but they got to do something man because i mean her mma promos were bad these are even worse
0: yeah these are these are pretty bad but in the ring i even like to finish because i f- like fell asleep in the middle of the car last night and then woke up and had kind of forgotten that alexa bliss wouldn't the money in the women's money money in the bank so uh when right. i came out i was like oh alexis i forgot she won it and then she came and, and i thought it was a perfect ending because i think it's too soon to give ronda the belt but it's also you can't have her lose so i think it's she won the, yeah. she won the match because she would have won by disqualification but no i thought it was perfect
1: you and you know they're building to her facing charlotte in the main event of wrestlemania next year that's a long time yeah. away before then she's got to rip alexa's arm off i think last night was the perfect start to it and mm-hmm. I, dude i can't I think, I mean, I tweeted this last night. If she sticks around for the long haul, you know, four or five years, I think she's going to be an all-time great.
0: She could be. She is really good. Very last thing, so.
1: Striking looks way, way improved,
0: (coughs) too. It looks way improved, it does, but what about uh, about Omega versus Okada 4? Was that the the greatest wrestling match that's ever happened?
1: By far. I mean, for me, I've never seen a greater wrestling match, and I don't know that I'll ever see Mm -hmm. a better one. I mean, it, it... it was—it's hard to actually describe. I mean, you—you you had to really watch the, their first matches to to appreciate this one. If you just watched it on its own, it probably wouldn't be as awesome. But all the little callbacks to their first—you know—situations from their first three matches. I, I dude, I'm I, honestly I was speechless watching it the first time. Speechless watching it the second time, and I've seen it probably five times now, which. Is another sign that I probably need to do something with my life because you know that's five hours of time, but Mm -hmm. it's the greatest. It's the perfect illustration of what wrestling can be when it's at its best, and I, I loved it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was great as well. Like I'm, I'm. A casual enough wrestling fan, I watch these big matches. I've all I've watched all their matches, and they're obviously like literally some of the best matches of ever. Like, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't know like all the story. I know it from like listening to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and their podcasts and stuff. But I wouldn't be like I wouldn't get all like the little moves that are harking back to old things and stuff. But for me, I, I just I and I am not gonna lie. The, the match I enjoyed more than any match I've ever seen was Andrea sena Almas against uh, Johnny Gargano. There was it last year, early on the year. I've never enjoyed a wrestling match as much as I've enjoyed that one. That was, that was just unbelievable. I think it's one you can. I think it's sometimes it's it's actually harder just to pick up and like do a wrestling match that it obviously has a backstory and everything. But that I don't watch NXT or anything, and I can just come in and watch it, and it's just excellent. And I know it's the same yeah. for the other two as well. But
1: you'd appreciate even more if you want, you know, if you watched everything mm-hmm. that happened between them leading up to that. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I if you like wrestling or even if you don't, I, I urge you to give Omega Okada. I watch all four of the matches. You won't mm-hmm. regret it. I don't care.
0: Is, is Kenny Omega gonna go to WWE? They keep like tweeting out things about him, like videos and
1: dude, they are doing the mating dance so
0: hard, mm-hmm. on You can tell. it, it they it'd want him. Be, it'd be terrible though, because he wouldn't they wouldn't let him wrestle the same way, would no, they? they in would, WWE?
1: I mean they would he wouldn't be able to be as stiff like those knees. Mm-hmm. He'd have to land them more like Seth Rollins does than yeah. you know the way he usually does. That, but yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. he's gonna go. The young bucks are gonna go. Whether it happens, you know, this January or February, because I think all three of them have their contracts coming up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Whether it happens then or a year from now, it's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. The for and fucking t-shirts alone, WWE will make money. But yeah, yeah, for platinum. I I think he threw that V trigger too much in that match. That was that was my one thing. It was only six and a half stars for me because of that. Too many V triggers anyway thanks Jeremy thanks for uh thanks for coming on me any any parting words there before we go uh yeah have your people call my people and we'll talk numbers We'll talk numbers okay thanks everybody for listening hope you enjoyed it and here's the inspirational quote of the week don't wait for the perfect moment take the moment and make it perfect we'll see you next Tuesday or possibly Monday or, or maybe even Sunday